This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yes. Morning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of HUFC Chats. We will be taking a look back at our midweek win over Bolton in the Papa John. That has set up a quarterfinal tie against Charlton Athletic at the Sooth Direct Stadium, week commencing the 24th of January. Looking ahead to our huge FA Cup tie tomorrow against Blackpool and touching on a few other discussion points. Yeah, so as you said, we obviously beat uh, Bolton on Tuesday night. A really, if you look at the result and isolate that, a really positive result, one that um, hopefully will give us confidence going into the game against Blackpool, um, as you said, tomorrow in the third round of the FA Cup. Um, for me, I think it was an improved performance on Saturday against Oldham. I thought against Oldham we were really just didn't take our chances if I'm brutally honest and and I thought we were slow to react to certain things and I know this was something that we touched on after the game on Tuesday um, when we were speaking about the match you said we reacted and we were a lot more alert to different situations and I think you know that did give us a bit of an edge um first half we were much more positive I like the way we used the ball um especially in midfield I thought Tom Crawford had another solid game um, obviously, another midfielder, Matty Daly, in his trophy, um, getting yet another goal. So that was great to see. Um, I think second half, we were, if I'm honest, we, we looked like we were going to probably lose that 1-0 um, because Bolton kept coming forward each time. And I must say their number five was was really solid. It didn't look like a lot to get past him, but our number five as well, Timmy, I thought he had a really good game um, and really carrying on his good form from the last few outings. Um, but there was plenty of positives, I'd say, to take from that. It was good to see Neil Byrne giving the captain's armband, a bit of responsibility for himself. And I thought he, he was solid. And yeah, overall, probably not the best performance we've put in this season, but... It was an improvement on Saturday and every little step forward is is good to see. I think the one player that really does stand out for me, though, and I know you'll you're most likely touch on it yourself, is Joe Gray. Um, he's a talent that is going to go a long, long way in the game. I think his future probably does lie away from the Vic, unfortunately, just because of the talent that he has and 
and the opportunity for him to progress higher up the pyramid. Um, you know, that's no disrespect to Pools. We all want them to keep um, and we want ourselves to keep going up the leagues. But if we look realistically, these types of players that lower league clubs produce tend to get snapped up um, by a team a little bit higher up the pyramid. For example, like Luke James, you know, he, he went to Peterborough, didn't he? And Jack Baldwin as well. Um, so, yeah, I thought there was positives to take. And it's great that we managed to get the 1-0 win, taking the opportunity when the keeper gave the ball away. And, yeah, fantastic confidence boost heading into tomorrow. I don't know what you have to add on that, Davo. Um Again, I think you've you, you've capped it off quite well. But I think one of the, the major things about Tuesday night was, you know, we spoke coming away from the Oldham game. We, we, we raised a couple of question marks about that performance. And, you know, you look on Tuesday, you know, a lot of those question marks seem to have repaired themselves. You know, you, like you've said, you look at decision-making. Um, the lads seem to have... Confidence levels at sky high, you know, the weren't kind of disgruntled, the weren't kind of frustrated, which you could see on Saturday, especially as the game was getting to the late embers. You could see the frustration was just rife throughout the whole team. But you look at Tuesday, you know, a week where I'm not being awful, it's a week where there's no pressure on the lads, there's no kind of expectation as long as you go out there, you give it your all, you give 110%, and that's what they did on Tuesday. The passes were coming off, you know, it was, I mean, it was nothing to the levels of what we've seen in the past couple of years, but it, it the foundations were there. We were playing out from the back and, you know, we were going back to what we've worked on over the last couple of years. And, you know, it shows it works. Get, play out from the back, play on the floor, have confidence, you know, let the ball do the work. And, you know, it, it, Um, you've mentioned Joe Gray, who, again, I thought he had a terrific game alongside Ola Molle. Um, obviously, you know, the, the Bolton back line, it was big, it was physical, and the, the, all three of them, Molyneux included, and them two as well, I thought they held their own all game. They, they weren't phased by what they had to deal with, they just got on with it, and I thought they were outstanding throughout. Finally, Matty Daly strikes six minutes from time. You know, he's fifth in four appearances in the Papa John, and... Hopefully, he can continue that momentum going forward in the game against Charlton. Who knows, maybe beyond as we continue our journey towards uh, Wembley. So, yeah, obviously, a lot of confidence taken from that, as we've mentioned, and move on to Saturday um, against Blackpool at home, 12.30 kickoff at the Suit Direct Stadium, or as we know, at Victoria Park. After Tuesday's 1-0 victory over Bolton in the Papa John's Trophy, we're looking to step up another level versus championship side Blackpool. They gained promotion via League One playoffs last season. And so far, this campaign of 1-9, drawn 6 and having lost 11, currently sit in 12th place. However, it is important to note that they've played several games more than their peers and therefore are currently residing in a false position. Neil Critchley's side are indeed going through a rough spell of form, winning only two of their last 10 league meetings, and the two sides have faced each other on 26 occasions so far, with Blackpool winning 13 times, Pulls winning seven times, and draws 
coming in six of the ties. The last time the Tangerines visited the Vic was on Boxing Day back in 2016. And ironically, a second half, Mark Cullen goal was enough to clinch all three points for Blackpool. However, like Mark Cullen, David Ferguson will also be looking to come out on top against their former club. A key player to watch out for is left-sided midfielder Keshi Anderson, one of the first names on the team sheet. Anderson, who joined from Swindon back in July 2020, has notched up five goals and five assists in all competitions so far this season. Gary Medine is also a major threat for the visitors, having found the net in two of his three last games. However, Blackpool have recorded two more positive COVID cases ahead of Saturday, and it is difficult to predict who is going to feature for the Tangerines. But in terms of Pulse team news, all three right-backs, Jamie Sterry, Regan Ogle and Luke Hendry, have returned to training on Friday ahead of possible selection. And former Blackpool striker Mark Cullen should also be available for selection since returning to training on Thursday due to personal matters, which I believe were to do with covid and um, his wife contracting that. So hopefully, you know, she's back on a good footing. Um, and thank you to the Town Ender, as ever, for providing the pre-match content for the podcast. Moving on now, and we will be discussing the latest transfer news surrounding pools, or the lack of it, shall we say. In the last 24, 48 hours, um, one particular rumour that has picked up a lot of pace is surrounding the Notts County winger Callum Roberts. Um, however, Graham Lee this morning in his pre-match conference has spoke and shed some clarity on the matter. Um, he was quoted saying to the Hartlepool Mail, um, this is what he had to say, he said, I know Callum from before, but I think Callum has just been linked here because Notts County have put him out there or made him available. I think there's offers already gone in for him, but not at the moment from us. His name has been put to us, but that's as far as that one goes. I don't know if you've got much to say about that one, Jack. Yes, in terms of that, you know, there's always names banded around. As you've said, the thing is, right, newspapers like to come out with these headlines because it attracts people to read the articles and things. And, you know, one one um, thing I, I do want to say is that in regards to this, it's important that we don't just panic into getting someone for the sake of it. Look, at the end of the day, for me, potentially, yeah, he could be a, a Bury replacement, but what if Bury was to be offered back to us? We've got Luke Molyneux as well. He, he's not what we're really in the market for, is he? We, we really need that striker. And I know we were linked with um, Trevor Carson recently, a, a really, really solid footballer who was class for us. Um, in net and you know went on to Motherwell and he's since signed for Morecambe on loan Lee basically alluded to the fact that there had been discussions with himself and I think it's a real shame that we weren't able to get him back because I think he would do a job potentially challenge Killing for you know the number one spot I'd certainly have Carson up there as number one for me if, if that was an option but obviously he's moved on to Morecambe so that's no longer available and I think this all just comes from the fact that John O'Mitchell's in contract talks currently Pulls have made an offer to him um, but I guess it, it's down to him whether you know that's taken and I think the lack of transfer news seven days into the window is slightly disappointing when there's a lot of promises 
and this is a difficult thing. There's always a lot of promises um, from polls about we've got money to spend and I'm not going to slag them off because there's still time in the window to strengthen and spend money. But for me, when a manager says when he's appointed that he's already got people lined up and things, I, I think, you know, it is disappointing that we haven't got anyone in. But again, this process isn't to be rushed. And hopefully Lee knows exactly what we want. That was brought up in the last podcast that we did. And, you know, it, it is evident we need someone who's going to hold the ball up, um, up top and get in those right places. Because at the moment we have got Cullen, we have got Molyneux, but the smaller players. And, and if Lee is going to insist, obviously we got the ball down a lot more on Tuesday night, which was brilliant to see because that's when we're most effective. But if Lee does want to play this long ball game, we can't be playing that with Cullen um, and Moles up top because... You know the the smaller players. That's the that's the facts. And um, yeah, I think you know we've still got time in the window. I think it's important to remember that. It, I'm slightly disappointed that we haven't got anyone in, but you know what can what can you do? We just have to hope that Lee knows exactly what he wants, and we and we go from there really. And then moving on to um, the whole you know, Blackpool tie that we've got this weekend. And um, we did put out some um, polls on, on Twitter and things asking you your thoughts. I know someone tweeted us saying, uh, Richie Rue's going for uh, his score prediction tomorrow being pulls to beat Blackpool 3-2, which would be extremely um, interesting to see and, and very entertaining. Um, we also wanted, you know, to know whether you thought we would win or, or Blackpool had edged it. 82% of you voted for round four, announce it. Um, which is great to see, great to see that positivity. Um, and one thing that we're going to discuss now, um, me and Davo, is the whole thing around psychology and playing teams that are perhaps further up in the pyramid, um, teams that we wouldn't really expect to beat, whether that be in our league or, or leagues above like we have done in the Cup. Now, 62% of you said, yes, it is a big factor. Obviously, the remaining 38% no, not really. It's something that has been discussed um, between ourselves and I'm, I'm sure many fans this season as to why we can beat teams like Lincoln, Wickham, Bolton recently. Um, but we struggle against those, against like Oldham and teams that we should, Scunthorpe, that we should be finishing off. Um, I think for me, psychology does play a big part in it. I think there's that, when you're playing a team that's further up a pyramid or bigger than you or whatever, you automatically are the underdogs. And I think that gives you that extra hunger, that, that extra desire to win. And, and that can get you over in games because you're wanting it more ultimately than, than the other team is because you're feeling as if you're going to have to fight even more than you usually would. So I think that is going to play a massive part um, against Blackpool tomorrow. I think we need to turn up with that mindset that we can beat Blackpool, we can. We're capable of beating Blackpool. They're struggling recently as well. But even though we are going into it as underdogs, I think that'll probably spur us on a bit more because it's kind of a bit of a free hit type thing um, where, you know, if we just give it everything and turn up, if we lose, Pulls fans aren't going to be whinging about it. Well, I mean, with our fan base, there might be a few, but... It's a game where we can turn up and just play our football, get it on the deck, use our best players and, and fingers crossed, get a, 
a positive result out of it, even if we lose, but we fight, that's all we can ask for. Davo, I don't know whether you think that, you know, this psychology idea really plays a big part. To be quite honest, you know, it's quite interesting we bring this up because this is something that I've had in my mind, not just this season or last season, but this is something I've had in my mind for many, many seasons. Because like you say, there's been games, I'll use the season for example, like you say, the Oldham game, the Scunthorpe game, Oldham away this season. There's been games where you just think, how have we got something? But then, you know, you go to Bradford away, you win dominantly. You you know, you look at Lincoln, Wickham, Bolton, you look at all these games that you not being awful like you'd probably have doubts about us winning we go in there and we give like a massive like never say die performance yeah. I genuinely well in that. yes the, the Papa John you know I genuinely honestly can't give a definitive answer to that because I think it's gone on for years I think far as I see it I think the mentality the application should be the same. It doesn't matter whether you're playing Blackpool in the third round of the FA Cup. It doesn't matter if you're playing Everton under-21s in the Papa John's Trophy. The application, the mentality should be the same for every game you should want to go on the, out there, put on the shirt, give 100%, not just for yourself, not just for the manager, but for those who are sitting in the stands as well. So, but I, I can't answer that question, to be quite honest with you, because like I say, it's something that I've had in mind for, for many seasons. So in terms of your prediction for tomorrow, what are you thinking? Oh, it's tough. There's no replay, is there? No, it's just all 90 minutes, then extra time, then penalties if needed. It's it's tough. It's going to be really tough. Obviously, we, we don't know how badly affected the, the Blackpool are by COVID. I think if we can hang in there, just... I, I really don't know. Um do you know what I'm going to go? I'm going to be positive. It's the FA Cup. Anything can happen. I'm going two one to pulls. Yourself? Well, what more? What more could you ask for? I mean, that that would be incredible. Even whatever the score line, as I've said, we just need to turn up and give it everything. I'm sure we will. And um, backed on by hopefully a big crowd in the Vic. I'm going to be positive as well. Continuing with the theme of beating teams above us this season, I'm going to go with one nil. 1-0 for Pulls tomorrow. Um, hopefully just a convincing performance. That would be the most positive going into the league again. Um, I think it would be, you know, really good to see us put in a solid performance where we all of us walk away thinking we've given it everything. We've played some really good football and whatever the result, you know, we can be proud of the performance that the lads have put in. So that does tie up this episode. It's a bit of a shorter one. We just thought we'd, you know, preview tomorrow's big FA Cup game, have a look back on Bolton and discuss a few other things um, relating to pools and the season so far. And fingers crossed for a positive result tomorrow. I'm sure I'll see a few of you around the Vic and uh, keep the faith, back the boys and never say die. Days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.